And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Notes, your Utah Jazz podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore and I'm joined as I am every single week by Mr. Utah himself, Tony Jones. What's up, Tony? You just call him Mr. Utah. Look, our super producer... Tanika you know called I am you. From, you know I am from New York and <laughs> oh, Philly I know. and DC. So Wait, you can't be from all three of those now. I am from all three of those because that's how where are I grew you from up. all three? Okay, because I grew well, up long? in both because I grew up in both places and my mom is from uh-huh. the third place. She's from DC. Yes. Oh, okay. You know I'm from Richmond, right? Virginia. That's mm-hmm. that is absolutely terrific. Yeah, that's like a yeah. that's a just a, we just consider that a knockoff DC. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> knockoff, oh God! D- knockoff DMV. Do not insult the Commonwealth like that. That is not fair, Tony. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so uh, there's a lot. There's a little bit to unpack uh, before we actually get into some analysis. But obviously, Utah had a, had a game postponed. Uh, against the Wizards, um, the entire league is dealing with postponements right now, and obviously the COVID nineteen situation is uh, is causing people to you know have to think on their feet. They had a game against the, the Cavs that was canceled uh, last week. We have to use the correct time terminology. Was that postponed? Well, um, I'm looking here, and it says that the Cavs game was canceled, not postponed. That's what I'm looking at on the schedule, and of course it's it's a postponement. They will make it up, but. It just says canceled. So that's what I said. But yeah, it's postponed. So now you and I have talked a lot about the extreme demands of the schedule on the Jazz. For me, I look at this and obviously nobody wants any games postponed. Nobody wants anyone testing positive for for COVID-19. Nobody wants anyone to have to even worry about this. But this is the world that we're living in right now. And these are kind of the situation that we're operating under. This is a team that I feel like is going to is going to cherish these breaks when they do pop up because their schedule is extremely demanding. Am I off base here? I think it goes both ways. I think that the Jazz took advantage of, you know, having two days off. I think that they were glad that they got to go home uh, from the road a day early. They got a practice day in on Thursday morning that they would not have gotten in had the Washington Wizards game been played uh, because that would have been a back to back. So they would have been off. On Thursday, so they did get a practice day in. Um, but at the same time, I think that they're, you know, I think that they wanted to play. I mean, this team is funny because remember we talked about this uh, the last po- either the last podcast or the podcast before. You're like, hey, this team really needs to play because it needs to gel, and they had started to gel. I mean, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks, which was which I think to this to this point of the season is probably their biggest win of the season, uh, considering Absolutely. circumstance. And, and handily, you know, by the way. They they looked they, good. Yeah, they beat them handily and followed those wins up with, you know, a grinded out win against uh Detroit and a and a real blowout win against Cleveland. So even though Cleveland was very, very, very undermanned uh that game mm-hmm. that it should be mentioned. 
But, you know, they're on a three-game winning streak. So, you know, I think that they wanted to f- see if they could to even even with the back-to-back close the road trip out against the Wizards. But I think that there are arguments to both sides. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's kind of what we talked about last week where, where the uneven start, once they get into some of the easier parts of their schedule, again, catching... <laughs> We thought they were going to have three easier games. They wound up with only two. But beating the Bucks was huge because that was a, a game that, you know, probably is marked as a loss on the on the schedule if you're being honest and choosing, you know, who you're going to beat and who you aren't. Um, but then to, to pick up those wins against Detroit and Cleveland, like that's what good teams do. They don't blow those games. You know, they don't play down to the competition. And so, you know, an uneven start starts to look a little bit better once they get out of – you know, that that really funky, like it was a tough schedule they had there. They played Phoenix, the Clippers, the Spurs, and the Nets in, in you know, four games. And, and that's rough for any team, much less a team that's still trying to figure out exactly who it is. You talk about good teams not blowing games. That's exactly what the Jazz did on Wednesday against the Knicks. So mm-hmm. they gave a game away against the Knicks. You know, you credit the Knicks. The Knicks for- are scrappy, though. Right. They're scrappy. Yeah. They had a ton of help. <laughs> the Jazz were up 18 and basically gave the lead away. And then once the lead was gone, the Knicks played really well to close the game out. But they had a ton of help getting back in the game from the Jazz. But, you know, you got to give the Jazz credit because they came back from that and they really played just such a complete game against the Bucks on both ends of the floor. And, you know, everything that they seemingly did wrong against the Knicks, they did right against the Bucks. They did what they were supposed to do against Detroit and Cleveland, which was win those games. I thought that Wednesday was going to be a difficult game for them, the Wizards game, because last game of the road trip, back-to-back, third game in four mm-hmm. nights against, you know, a Wizards team that played high possessions and Bradley Beal's on fire just was or is completely on fire so I happen to think that that would have been a really tough road trip closeout game for them but you know yeah like you said I mean they get home they got home early they got to take Wednesday off because they got home early they got to practice Thursday which they didn't anticipate they were going to be able to do so it'll be interesting to see how they come out Friday against uh, the Atlanta Hawks This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, let's talk a little bit about why they've had some success. I mean, they're now seven and four as we record this. Uh, we're recording this uh, Friday, midday. They're going to play the Hawks tonight. Mike Conley, the start to this season, it couldn't be more different than the start to last season. He looks very, very comfortable playing off the ball next to Donovan Mitchell. And he's been playing on the ball more. They've actually shared more of the dominant ball handling responsibilities than they were at the beginning of the year. And I think it's helped both guys. So Donovan Mitchell, his last five games, has averaged 27 a night on 
47% shooting from the field and 43% shooting from three-point range. So he's obviously, if the last five games are any indication, he's kind of broken out of that early season slump. And Conley's been terrific all season. You know, he's been just a really, really, really good point guard this year. Getting wherever he wants off the dribble, making really good decisions off the pick and roll, shooting the basketball really well, and he's defending really well as well. So both of those guys have been really good. Yeah, I mean, talking about Conley off the ball, he, he's taking three catch-and-shoot threes a game, which is more than he was taking at probably at any point in his career until he got to Utah. But three catch-and-shoot threes a game, I'd love to see that go up, but he's shooting 47% on those. So it's amazing what making the shots that are open <laughs> can do to make you look better than than the start of last year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, like you said, you probably want that to go up to around four or five, to be Would honest. love to see it. I mean, if he could get six off-ball attempts a game, you know, just catch and shoot, that, that means that offense is really clicking. Now, that would be a lot. He's not really taking that many threes a game considering how much he's playing. He's taking seven a game. Um, but, I mean, to at the rate that he's making them, you would love to see him get more. I mean, his his effective field goal percentage on catch and shoot threes is sixty eight point six percent. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> he can really shoot the basketball. That's the thing. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's different from Conley. I mean, he grew up as a as an NBA player and he played all of way through his time in a different style of basketball. He's one of the players in the league. How many of these players do we have left that grew up in the league? that's completely different than the league that we're playing in right now. There's not a ton. There's not a ton left. You know, there's not a ton of guys left that were playing in 2007, 2008, when you basically walk the ball up, you dump the ball into the big, and you stood around the perimeter, or maybe you ran a pick and roll or two. And now the entire game is pick and roll and pace and space and you know, taking threes or taking mid-ranges. So Conley kind of grew up in a different time. And now the game has evolved into, you know, this game that he he wasn't playing in 2006 or 2007. You know, because basketball simply wasn't played that way, except unless you were Steve Nash and the Phoenix Suns. I think that took a year of adjustment for him, to be honest. I think it it was an adjustment, you know, just kind of playing that different style, a different place, pace of basketball. And, you know, I think that, that's one of the reasons, you know, the Jazz were like, hey, we want to play because they really wanted to, you know, just get acclimated to each other because they're playing a different, they're playing a different pace. You know, they're playing a lot faster than they've ever played. You know, this is the fastest the Quinn Snyder team has ever played. This is the more, most threes the Quinn Snyder team has ever gotten up. You know, and this is how Quinn Snyder's always wanted to play. It's just that he didn't have the personnel to play this way. And now that he does, you're seeing kind of his vision kind of play out on the floor, so to speak. Yeah, well, I mean, being able to play four decent ball handlers at once... <laughs> who can create shots and, and move the ball. I mean, that's huge. Um, I'm looking at uh, the synergy stats for, for Mike Conley. Um, he's up over one point per possession on pick and rolls as the ball handler. 74th percentile in the NBA. Pretty good. Like, you're in the top quarter of the league. Uh, Spot-ups, over 1.16 points per possession. I mean, he's having a very efficient offensive season, maybe one of the most efficient offensive seasons of his career and it just goes to show how much attention Donovan Mitchell is taking from opposing defenses 
Like the game is is a little bit easier for Mike Conley, I think, because of Mitchell's reputation. Well, I think obviously that's a trickle down effect, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, before the Pistons game, you know, we talked to Dwayne Casey. You know, he said, "Well, we're going to throw a lot of length at Donovan Mitchell, and then we're going to throw a lot of bodies at him, and then we're just going to guard him with a whole bunch of different people." <laughs> it was just, and it was just, you know, an, enca- an encapsulation of you know just how much attention that he's been getting this season. And I think you're right. I think it does have a trickle trickle down effect. I mean, you see Mike Conley, he gets a lot of one-on-ones. And, you know, same thing with Boyan Bogdanovich. Same thing with, you know, Jordan Clarkson when he's on the floor. And I think that the gravity that Donovan has, has, and the attention that he's drawn, I think it took him a little bit of time to, to acclimate to that and get used to that. And now he's finally started to get used to it and started to figure out where his advantages will be, where his shots will come from a little bit more. And that's why you're seeing a, a jump in his play as well. Um, and the Jazz is just moving the basketball. I mean, they began the trip with, you know, a really, really good win against San Antonio. Obviously, they played really bad basketball against the New York teams. And they finished out the trip with, with three consecutive wins because they got back to doing what they were supposed to do. And Quinn Snyder said... Yesterday, we figured out kind of how to basketball, kind of figured out how we need to play basketball. So, you know, the the key for the Jazz, I think, is to to follow what this trip was, follow that four and two trip up. And now you're playing seven of your next eight games at home and, you know, their next challenge in the next stretch in the, the next stretch of eight games is to start defending their home floor. They're one and two at home. They're six and two Mm -hmm. on the road. You know, I think that they played well against the Clippers at home, but they didn't play well against the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, that was a loss, and they obviously didn't play well against Minnesota. That was a loss as well. And losing to Minnesota in hindsight just feels like inexcusable to a certain degree. I mean, it's the NBA, so you can lose to any team on a given night, but man, Minnesota looks awful. Uh, It should be noted that Mike Conley is also having an effect on Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, as a spot-up guy, is in the 89th percentile of the NBA in points per possession at one point, almost 1.4 a game. That is almost uh, unheard of for for Donovan Mitchell. And Mike Conley, clearly, the threat of what Mike Conley is able to do once he catches the ball is drawing enough defense that is actually making stuff easier for Donovan Mitchell. And this was what we expected last year when Conley came over. I thought the transition was going to look like this, where it was just seamless because Conley's so good. You think this is this a health thing? Like he's just maybe he's just feeling a little bit better than he was at the start of last year, or is it comfort? You know, I think it's comfort. You know, I think that you know just getting acclimated with your teammates it helps a lot, and I think just those two playing together. You know, not having to to figure out who they are as a backcourt, as opposed to knowing who they are as a backcourt. You know, that stuff helps when you know. I mean, it's it's like me and you on this podcast, right? Like we 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 spent our first three podcasts acclimating to each other. And then we were like, yo, we really hate playing with this guy. And then now we're just comfortable. And now it's just rolling with us, right? Like that's how the podcast is. Well, like, listen, man, you, you got a really, you got a high-end pick and roll point guard here. And I'm just setting you up with these spot ups. You're welcome. And that's the thing. I don't want to spot up. I want to do the work. <laughs> well, but you know, you got to think about it. Uh, like you're Mike Conley and I'm, I'm the young buck. I'm, I'm Donovan Mitchell. Coming in, I'm I'm the superstar. I'm here to make your life, you know, as a role player, I'm making your life easier, Tony. Is that the analogy that we're going with? <laughs> All right. Let's look at 
let's look ahead. Let's look ahead as we do at the end of every show uh, at, at the week ahead. Uh, we're going to record next Wednesday between the Pelicans games. So we'll have a chance to talk about that. Wait a minute. We didn't go through our picks from last week yet. Well, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to get there. Okay. Give we're me, give get me a second. Okay. Yes. We're going to look ahead. But first, I want to look at what we did last week. Of course, the Wizards game was postponed. Uh, we both thought they would lose to the Bucks. Look at us, haters. Uh, we both thought that they would beat the Pistons and Cavs, so we were both two and one on the week, and that takes me to seven and three. And Tony's five and five. Remember, we didn't pick uh, the next game uh, just due to scheduling. Um, so seven and three to five and five. Tony, you're right there, and I promise you, I'm not going to game the system, you know, Price is Right style, and just try to match you or, or something like that. Um, the Atlanta Hawks started the season so well. And things have not gone well since. Uh, they they finally won a game the other night. Um, but needless to say, it's not looking great for them. Trey Young has kind of been struggling a little bit. And obviously, uh, Chris Kirshner and Sam Amick from The Athletic had that big story about how, you know, John Collins and some other guys on the team aren't happy with the style of play and, and the Trey-centricness of their offense. So uh, the Hawks... Looking a little bit vulnerable right now. No Bogdanovich, obviously, with that that knee avulsion. Uh, who do you have in, in this game between the Hawks and the Jazz? I'm going to pick the Jazz. I think that teams – it'll be interesting. I, I'm going to pick the Jazz, but I expect a close game. I expect a tough game. I expect a high-scoring game because I think that, you know, both teams are going to have fresh legs or relatively fresh legs. Trey Young, as you said, has not been playing well. Obviously, we've highlighted the Jazz's inability to guard guards, you know, quick guards. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a game pretty much tailor-made for Trey Young to go for 30 and 12. You know, but I do think that the Jazz uh, will, will do what they need to do to win the game. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, the the next game against the Nuggets. Um, big game, big know, game. Did, that's a huge game. Uh, did you did you catch the Nuggets against the Warriors? I did. Jamichael Green makes he, a he big difference. He ties everything difference. together. He ties makes everything a together. big difference for that team. Uh, Jamal Murray is looking great. I mean, Jokic is. I mean, he's got to be in the top three on anybody's MVP list at this point. Are two um, of your top three Jokic and Paul George? No, I don't have Paul George in there. Oh, you don't have Paul? You're a hater. No, I have I have Embiid. You have who? And then I have LeBron. I have LeBron, Embiid, and and Nikola Jokic. But okay. Luca is probably Luca's knocking on the door. Like Luca's probably in the top five. Paul George has been good, but you know, I'm not I'm not ready there yet. He's playing with Kawhi. Okay. Put Kawhi you put Kawhi in Denver, what happens? Uh you know what I'm saying? everybody eats. That's right. That's a title team. So um yeah, but I, I think that if, this is a if big I'm game. picking MVPs right now. Now I'm picking LeBron. Yeah, of course. I mean, LeBron is just – he's coasting and they're just dominating. LeBron is – this is absolutely insane and uh, unprecedented in professional sports. He's Serena Williams for the NBA, basically. Dominating long after he should have basically been on his last legs. It's unbelievable how that guy is able to play the minutes he's able to play and produce it the way he is. 
um, at the rate he does uh, is pretty pretty nuts. So yeah, LeBron is like for sure the MVP like front runner. But the Nuggets have been very good. Jokic is is good. Like the Nuggets are finding out who they are as a team. Uh, Bull Bull in the starting lineup is really funny. I don't think that that's going to be a long term thing, um, but it's at least an interesting wrinkle. Uh, I have the the Jazz losing this game to the Nuggets. Uh, just I think Jokic is 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 a tough matchup for him. Um, I have the Jazz losing the game to the Nuggets, but I think it's going to be a lot like the Hawks game for the Jazz. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a possession game down the stretch, and I think it's going to go. It can go either way. I just think that where this game play is being played is going to matter, even with no crowd. So I would pick the Nuggets to uh, to win a close one, five points or less. I wonder if that altitude effect, and and maybe for Utah it won't be as severe, but I wonder if the altitude effect might be amplified here in the early parts of the season as teams are still even trying to get into freaking condition uh, without without practice and the short training camp and all that stuff. I mean, there were times in, for the Warriors last night where, I mean, I didn't think Andrew Wiggins, I thought he was, might pass out on the court. Like he just looked so exhausted, and Draymond obviously not totally back into game shape. So uh, it definitely it seems to be messing with guys early on in the season. Uh, and then they've got the back to back with the Pelicans, but we're only going to talk about the front end of that back to back. I don't think the Pelicans are particularly good. Uh, they do have a tough interior defense, but with the way Utah has been shooting the three. I don't think that's that big of a concern. Um, they're going to clean up the glass quite a bit, so Rudy is going to be busy. But I, I think that Utah should should take this game. Uh, I'm going to pick Utah. I don't think that the Pelicans have the defensive personnel to really bother the Jazz. Yeah, who, who's guarding those pick and rolls? You know that that's the point. I mean, you know, every minute the Zion is on the floor, the Jazz is going to be able to play a lot of pick and roll with whoever he's guarding. Brandon Ingram should be a great defender, but he's not at this point. I love the way their guards defend, but, you know, they play drop big and teams that play drop big against the Jazz, it's just not a great defense to play against the Jazz. The defense to play against the Jazz is is the defense where you had the personnel to switch everything and to take take the Jazz, you know, out of what they do offensively in their dribble handoff action and their pick and roll action. And the Pels just, that's not, that's not the team that does that. I expect the Jazz to be able to 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 go up and down and score a lot of points, and and I, I would take the Jazz against the Pels. Yeah, the Pelicans don't have a blitz and, and recover <laughs> uh, <laughs> defensive guard. Although I will say, Bledsoe, he did a really great job of that last year in Milwaukee. Um, actually, the last couple of years in Milwaukee. And they could do that. They just don't have the other personnel to allow him to be as effective. Right. So, they don't have the, the yeah. other personnel. I mean, he had, he had Giannis and Brooke Lopez behind him. I mean, are those guys any good, though? Come on. I mean, <laughs> you know. But, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you watch the Pels. When Zion is healthy, they play Zion a lot at the five. If you play Zion at the five against the Jazz, they're, they're just going to eat that alive. They really are. I'm interested to see Rudy Rudy guarding Zion if, if he's out there with Zion at the five. Um, and then I wonder I, – I want to see what Derek Favors does in this game. That's going to be interesting. Derek Favors' revenge game? Is that what you're saying? Let's see what happens. Uh, so this is another week. We had the exact same selections. Uh, at some point, we're going to disagree, Tony. Great minds think alike. There you go. Uh, that's going to do it for another week on Game Notes. Guys, go to The Athletic dot com slash game notes go sign up it's 3.99 a month right now i mean tony this is insane like what are you doing if you're not signing up if you're not subscribing 
to the athletic, really, what are you doing with your life? Well, but also, what are you waiting on? If you haven't signed up yet, why? Like you're listening to ads for 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 nothing. It's less than a cup of coffee a month. Three ninety nine a month. Go to theathletic.com slash game notes and sign up. Uh, Tony, wonderful talking to you again this week and look forward to next week where hopefully we disagree so I can increase my lead in our predictions contest. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFore. This has been Game Notes. We'll be back next week with another episode. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.